eyeballs and start cleaning those tires up. Green this time, remember they fan out down there to protect that bottom. Little Sunday drive. Hi, boss man. Hey, cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready, guys. That bitch up. Be ready, be ready. Green flag. Green, green. Welcome everybody to the Inside Pass on WSIC. I see we have graphics now, so they have our names up Isn't there. Isn't that now. awesome? That is pretty cool. It's amazing. So that's Tom Baker and I'm Randy Miller. In case you don't, uh, you know, you can't put the two and two together, but the, the graphics match the the yes. TV screen. I'm the so. bald guy. Yes, he's the he's yeah. the old he's the older balder one, and I'm the skinnier younger one. Younger or something one. Like yeah. That. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We have a great uh, a great show on tap for you today. We're going to talk about Phoenix. Um, as the NASCAR's West Coast Wing has officially come to an end, at least for now, and uh, they head back to the east side of the United States uh, to Atlanta Motor Speedway. The trucks are back in action this weekend as well. So we'll break all that down for you as well. We've got um, uh, Fast Pasta Anthony Alfredo going to join us on the Stripmasters.com hotline in the next segment. Uh, he's he's kind of on top of the world right now. I mean, he's got some good things going sure on. Has. Uh, the top five finish at Las yeah. Vegas, got the new uh, e-racing league that he's a part of, and um, so he's got uh, plenty of good things to talk about. So we'll talk to him about that um, and all the latest news uh, in NASCAR as well. I uh, do want to start, though. This is uh, coming off of Phoenix. This is the first short track race of 2020 um, with the kind of altered package that we uh, created for this year. Um, a lot of people said this was a really good race, and uh, I just want to get your thoughts, Tom, on what you thought about the race and the new package for 2020 with the first short track race this year. I agree with those people. I, I thought it was a really good race. The The short track package with the lower downforce mm-hmm. brought us back to the type of racing that we, we used to enjoy. It, it's more about the the gas, the brake, and the steering wheel, and the, the driver behind the wheel. The tire was perfect, I thought. The fall off was great. Um, you saw a lot of you saw drivers coming from the back to the front. A lot of kind of comers and goers. Um, you know, I thought the racing was great all day. I mean, I, I I believe that NASCAR hit a home run with this, and I honestly believe that they ought to take this same doggone package and <laughs> just send it to the mile and a half and let them drive. At least test it and see what yeah, happens. I mean, I mean you got the All-Star Race coming up in May. Put that package on there and see what happens. Way too much spoiler, uh, I, I think, on, on the cars now. And mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest thing we saw was, you know, knock that thing down and, you know, a, and make this into a package with much less downforce so the cars aren't as stuck to the racetrack. And the drivers have to finesse them and drive them more. You get you sort of give them that freedom to move them around. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. I like one of the best things I think Phoenix has done is when they decided to pave all of the grass that's in the you know uh, under the the white line or whatever, yeah. so that when you go into the turn now you can go all the way almost all the way to the wall if you wanted to. And just seeing them cut that corner short is it's such a cool sight. I know it's kind of. It kind of freaks me out sometimes because I'm like, you know, they go like six wide because they get they have so much room to maneuver yeah. and they go dive bombing that corner. And I think so, eventually somebody's going to dive bomb and come back up, and there's not going to be a real estate when they get to the other side. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to watch because I, obviously at the super speedways, you know that you can't you know you can't sneeze below the yellow line or they give you a penalty. Right. Um, and yet at some of these other tracks like Phoenix. You can go all the way down the inside hover rail. Nobody cares. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's exactly. it's uh, it's an interesting way to race, but um, you know, it does make for some really hair raising moves, and you know, it certainly played into Sunday's event, especially on the restarts. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody fanned out, and you know, seeing Joey Logano get his second win, I can't help but think that you know, you look at the way these all three of the Penske cars are running right now. I mean, Blaney should have had at least a couple, if not three, wins. Now you get Joey with two. And Brad hasn't had the results to show for it, but he's certainly been very competitive. The crew chief swap inside of Penske, where they moved everybody around, uh, I think has paid dividends for for all of these cars. It's given a new sort of spark and... You know, wouldn't surprise me at all to see each of them get multiple wins before the season is over. Sometimes you have to shuffle the jet, shuffle the deck to yes. kind of get a, a better yeah. feel of you sure. know how things work. But talking about Joey Logano, obviously this is he's the first driver to win two races this year and just the fourth race of the year. So we're going back to Phoenix for the championship in November. What we saw on Sunday, do you think that's kind of what we're going to see for the championship? I mean, are those guys going to be the ones that are going to be competing for the championship? Well, in November? I mean, uh, we got to get there first, right? right, right. But that is. That that did add another dimension. The fact that for the first time in playoff history, 
we're we're going to end the season and crown the champion at a track where we've already raced at once. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely added a bit to yesterday's race, and I'm I'm not sure what we're going to see when we go back because obviously they'll have more time with the short track package, more time to to dial the cars in. But I think that if we could see a race anywhere near as good, and you put a championship on the line. Who knows what's going to happen? I have the feeling this end up this may end up being a rock'em sock'em shootout come November if um, you know if we can just keep the racing the way it was on Sunday and you add a championship to the line. Nobody's going to leave anything on the table. This is going to be fun. I mean, the whole thing started on Friday with qualifying because Kevin Harvick was on the pole yeah. for a good majority of the of qualifying, and then Chase Elliott came yep. through and, and took him out of of. of you know, pole contention and it went in the pole, but Chase was fast. Harvick was fast. Uh, Logano was up front. Turex yep. came to the field like three or four times during the course of the race before he ultimately, you know, got into an incident late in the race. But I, I think those four guys, and then of course, you know, the, the same guys that we see, you know, week in and week out with uh, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, those guys are going to be uh, good. Denny just had a, Denny's just had a horrible start to the season altogether. He just couldn't stay well, out of trouble. Well, he has, but he's caused a little of that. It's true. You know, I mean, he's just not, uh, he's not come out of the box the way he would like to. Larson is going to be in there. I mean, the Hendrick cars didn't really finish the way that they would have hoped to, but you know they're going to be fast. They're definitely stronger than they were last year. Yeah, for so. sure. They just, and it wasn't that they were bad, but they were just kind of outside. Byron mm-hmm. was 10th and, and Johnson 12th and Bowman 14th, and then he had Elliott up there in 7th. In but, um, you know, I mean, they, they as a whole... I would have expected better on that track from them, and mm-hmm. they didn't quite have it to contend for the win. But right now, it looks to me like the season has kind of started with even Steven. I mean, yeah. we the Fords are strong, the Toyotas are strong, and we saw the Hendrick cars last week. I mean, we know the Chevys are capable, and, you know, good to see Kyle Larson up there, too. I think he would have been up there last week if he hadn't gotten uh, Denny Hamlin. So, you know, I mean, again, it seems like we've got a pretty even spread across Mm -hmm. uh, so far. We'll see what Atlanta brings because we all know that, uh, you know, that pavement is older than dirt. So, um, you know, that's always a track where you you wonder what's going to happen. Um, It'll be interesting to see if that is a good race this coming weekend or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like we said, all three series are back in action this weekend at Atlanta. We are going to go off to a break. We'll talk more about the NASCAR Cup Series when we come back from break. But when we come back this time... Anthony Alfredo will be on our Strutmasters.com hotline, and we'll be back with more of the Inside Pass on WSAC right after this. No. Uh, what about your flowers? Do you know who you're going to use? I was just going to use the florist <laughs> on the street. Okay. Have you even booked your photographer yet? No, Mom. You're making this so stressful. It's my wedding. Need help planning your wedding, but not by your mother? Let us take the stress out of planning your wedding. Bring your bride tribe to Lake Norman Wedding Showcase, March 22nd from noon to 3 at the Charles Mack Center in Mooresville. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that advanced your career skills and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? Find out more. Text DRIVE to 79645. Start on the path to earning your MBA or Business Analytics Master's degree online from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the graduate programs from the top-ranked W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University offered 100% online. Text DRIVE to 79645. That's D-R-I-V-E to 79645. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Cornelius turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC-TV. Thank you so much for watching us on Digital Station 25.2. If you're in the Mooresville, Lake Norman area, or if you're listening to us on one of three WSIC family radio stations, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM, or 105.9 FM, 
Thank you for listening to us. Or if you're streaming us on the website, WSICFM.com, thank you for listening to us. No matter where you are in the United States of America, we are back. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and on the Strutmasters.com hotline, one of our good friends of the show and uh, driver of the number 21 RCR Chevrolet in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. They call him Fast Pasta. Anthony Alfredo is on the hotline. What's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going, guys? I appreciate your time today. Hey, We're I, excited uh, to talk with you. I want to tell you how cool that pit sign is that you have, yes. that you created. That is the coolest looking pit sign I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. We got t-shirts of it, too, on uh, on my website, anthonyalfredo.com, if you head to the store tab. But uh, that's a fan favorite for sure. I've, I fully embraced the Fast Pasta name and uh, live by that logo right there. <laughs> you should sell the pit signs. Like, I would totally buy a pit sign. <laughs> Hang it up in your garage. Just to have, yeah, yeah, just to have a I would put it on my car and just run around town all day with the pit sign on. I, I totally would do that. Uh, no doubt about that. So you are, you're coming off of uh, a top-five finish uh, at Las Vegas. Uh, I can tell you right now that that Tom and, and Jacob both thought I was completely crazy because I picked you to win your your debut in the Xfinity Series, and they looked at me like a deer in headlights. And I said, no, 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 he may not win, but I guarantee you he's at least going to get a top five. I did pick you to win, though, but you got a top five, so thank you for not uh, not getting me in trouble on uh, last Thursday's show for, for doing that. But uh, an awesome job. Congratulations on the top five. Uh, I think this is the start of what's going to be an incredible year for you in the Xfinity Series. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely a great start in uh, Auto Club at uh, in Fontana at Auto Club Speedway. That was a very challenging track. Um, I think it fit my driving style though. Once I got comfortable in the Xfinity cars, obviously um, there's a lot of new challenges, a new track, a new car. Never tested, uh, never done anything. So it was kind of just uh, being thrown to the wolves in a sense, but. Uh, it went really well, better than I think everyone expected, including myself. And I always set high expectations for myself. And if I if I meet those expectations, I obviously make them uh, even greater. But it was a great start. Everyone's pumped up. The team and I are excited. We've got great chemistry and uh, some momentum that we can carry into our next race, which is next weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. But it was just such a pleasure to have Anderson Steer Maple Syrup and Ralph's Grocery on the car for my debut. I appreciate their support. And uh, our Chevy Camaro is almost as fast as NASCAR uh, extended the internet. But uh, I wish it was, you know, I think if we could have done that race over again, I uh, might add a shot at the win just because of how much I learned by the end. It's easy to say, obviously. Um, I wish we started the race where we ended, but that's just part of the learning curve. I think um, in one sense it was successful because it didn't take me multiple races to figure it out. You know, by, by the last stage, I knew what I needed and, and knew what I needed to do behind the wheel um, to, uh, you know, make some fast laps, get up, uh, get some track position, be aggressive on restarts, and ultimately put ourselves in contention for that top five finish. That was uh, that was as smooth of an Xfinity plug as I've ever heard, I think. And he he's, that one he's in the only one morning. race into his career in the Xfinity <laughs> series, so he's got that down too. Okay, so you 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 made a obviously a spectacular debut, Anthony. I don't think anybody could have asked more from you than that to go and and run top five like that. Um, now you go into Homestead, a track that you've never raced on, um, which of course Fontana was the same, but you go into homestead now another track that's new for you but you go in with a little bit of confidence coming off the top five what happens now to the expectations uh for your your performance and result at homestead now that you've proven you can go out and run top five at auto club that's a great question i think i i set the bar high <laughs> especially for myself and um you know, I'm, I'm just excited to, to build on that. Uh, it's going to be difficult. You know, it's a little bit of a tall order going to Homestead for the first time and, and knowing i got to put that thing one inch off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, down some fast laps and, and uh, uh, have put speed in the car, so to speak, by running that uh, pri- um, that primary line around the racetrack, that high line. And uh, I think I could do it. I've got the best people around me and the best equipment and uh, just a lot of things to lean on. And, and Tyler Reddick is a teammate, obviously, running the cup series now for rcr so to lean on him from his experience there he's won the last two races there and obviously the the last two championships um where that was the last race so um the car is where it needs to be it's just a matter of me figuring it out um still a lot to learn it's going to be a challenge but i think uh auto club was a big confidence booster for myself and the team 
So I'm really looking forward to building on that. Hopefully, uh, you know, getting even better finish than I did at Auto Club Speedway. Coming out of the truck series, as you as you did into the Xfinity series, what was different for you in terms of from inside the car having to uh, learn what's going on there? Because um, I know that the trucks and the cars feel differently and drive differently. What what did you have to change from inside the car? A lot, definitely a lot of different things. The biggest thing is probably that the trucks have so much downforce and side force. Uh, because of the way the bodies are. So aerodynamically, they handle a lot better on their own, where an Xfinity car is a lot edgier. It's, it's, it's honestly a little bit of a handful um, on its own. However, in traffic, I would say the balance shift around another car isn't as drastic as it is in a, is in a truck. You know, the truck racing is excited for a fan because there's 10 trucks that can win every week just because they're so equal with the motors and right. and the bodies, but it's so hard to pass. You almost can't do anything. It's just because of the fact that everyone, uh, the same speed and, and the clean air is so important. And although clean air is still important, it did to me feel a little bit like late model racing at 190 miles an hour, <laughs> being able to, to slide around and, and to actually have to use the brake pedal on a mile and a half and lift completely out of the gas, not run, you know, wide open or almost wide open. Um, it was just way more fun and to uh, kind of learn how you can drive the car. I think the biggest thing is if your car isn't handling exactly the way you'd like it to, you can kind of adjust the way you're driving it to make it a little bit better. Whereas I feel like in the truck series, you kind of got what you got and that's it. So it was definitely more fun. I think that's why the racing so exciting too. And from a competition level, it's just extremely competitive. You know, there's so many fast cars and drivers and there's, there's veterans, there's rookies, there's, you know, all of which are capable of winning. Um, so it's a lot of fun to learn from the people I'm racing against. And the biggest thing is just, you know, kind of going at my pace and, and seeing where guys were around me and figuring out uh, how I need to adjust my driving style. I mean, I, you know, I didn't run full-time in the truck series last year. I only ran 11 races, and that was part of the reason why some people believed I wasn't ready to take this step. However, I think it's actually been a benefit for me because I didn't build as much of those bad habits many of the other guys do who run in the truck series for, you know, a full season, if not more than that, maybe two years. That is a very interesting yeah, point. I, I never thought about uh, yeah, that. that. is a good point. So obviously it's no secret that uh, everybody knows that you're really big in iRacing. So an, an oh-duh moment would be you starting your own iRacing league. Duh. Uh, so talk a little bit about the new uh, iRacing league that you started and, and how that is going so far. It's going awesome. So the eSports Racing League is an eSports league in general that I founded uh, just about a little over a month ago. Um, something I've been working on and developing for over the past year, uh, but finally established it, announced it, and I'm just so proud to be uh, providing a, a virtual proving ground for all these sim racers. I, I have so much fun with it. It adds a lot of value to uh, to my you know career and just training so to speak for each race just because you're not able to test so much so anytime i'm not in the the dm simulator or anything like that i can be you know in the seat of uh my own the comfort of my own home in my sim driving simulator practicing and I, that's why i wanted to to get involved in gaming in general has always been something i'm passionate about so to get involved and have my own esports league and um you know a racing league on iRacing has been really cool and to have their support for it as well has been really awesome especially all the guys competing i mean in the premiere series that races on wednesday nights and they're actually broadcasted live thanks to the the crew at podium esports so you can watch those on the erl underscore racing uh twitch channel those drivers are actually the majority of them are from the coca-cola iRacing series so there's zach novak last year's world champion jimmy bullis malik ray big names are running in the league and it's really rewarding because I, I honestly didn't expect that when I first started it so to have that in our first season is really exciting and I'm just pumped to grow we uh, we had uh, Casey Kerwin who runs for Denny Hamlin in the uh, Coca-Cola series on our lead lap show last night and Casey uh, was talking a lot about uh, the this the similarity between the sim and, and the seat and how the cars react and what you have to do to them and and it was interesting. He I asked him about what kind of equipment he had and he said, "Well, he said I, I'm kind of part of the group that likes to talk about how we race our desks because you have the three <laughs> screens on your desk and the steering wheel, you know, sitting there clipped to it, and then your pedals underneath. You've actually got." 
a really, really fancy rig from SimSeats. Um, talk a little bit about how when you have one of those rigs, how it changes your, you know, your, your comfort level and, and your ability to perform well on the, on the sim, because I know it makes a difference. Absolutely. It helps tremendously. I think the biggest thing is I was one of those people too, playing at a desk. And then I had this, this really kind of chintzy seat I built, so to speak that, you know, I kind of sat more like I was in a race car, but it was just really cheap and something I put together. Yeah. And now I have this Simpsons driving simulator, which is a full racing cockpit, basically. And I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of, there's, there's multiple other companies that are building simulator cockpits, right? But the biggest thing with Simpsons is it's built by racers for racers. And what I've done with them specifically over the course of the last year or so is almost some personal R&D work. And, you know, they, they do stuff with road racers, with off-road guys, and, and NASCAR drivers like myself. So what that's allowed us to do is kind of improve certain things and some of the ergonomics. And where it's at right now is amazing. I'd say it's definitely the best on the market. Um, and I would say that whether I was partnered with them or not, that's just my honest opinion. Um, that was actually uh, kind of how it started was I just reached out to them because I was supporting their product before, you know, anything ever yeah. came of it. I'm just a big advocate of it. And uh, kind of like you mentioned before, it just helped you take it helps you make the most out of what iRacing has to offer. Right. And what I mean by that is iRacing is, is such a great tool, but you almost can't use it use its full capabilities um, without, you know, a full setup, so to speak. Um, so it just made it maybe better on iRacing, but also uh, make more out of it and get better as far as training goes. So to have that cockpit's been a, a huge help, and I'm just more immersed. The ergonomics, everything is exactly how I sit in the real life race car. So it's not like obviously when you sit at a desk, that's way different than when you're strapped into a race car. But for me, it's relatively close. So when I get into the car, I don't feel like anything's that different. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's interesting. what I was trying yeah. to get him to explain. Is it's kind of a a, a much closer experience to right. being in the real seat than it is yeah. just sitting. I've in the seen desk. some pretty elaborate setups yeah. too. All right, Anthony, we are going to let you go. We want to obviously wish you the best of luck at uh, Homestead Miami, and then with the, uh, with the iRacing League and everything going on in your world in the last few months, and uh, come back on the show anytime you want, and uh, and come and, and sit in on the show and join us. Sounds great. I appreciate it. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. No problem at all, Good Anthony. Luck, Fast Pasta, Anthony Alfredo. We are going to take a break. We'll be back with more at the Inside Pass right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 147 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Terrell turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Covering Huntersville and the region, WSIC News is next. You've turned in to hear local news, and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345, 704-872-6345. Hey, Radio Family, it's Margaret Beverage from the WSIC News Desk. High Point Market and Pre-Market will go on scheduled as planned despite coronavirus concerns. The High Point Market is the largest furnishings industry trade show in the world. The 2020 ACC Tournament tips off today and runs through Saturday, March 14th. It's the 27th time the tournament has been held in Greensboro. North Carolina teams dominate the ACC with the most conference titles. Duke has the most ACC titles at 21, followed by North Carolina with 18. NC State has 10 ACC titles and Wake Forest has 4. Spectators will be kept away from the Olympic flame lighting ceremony in ancient Olympia on Thursday because of the coronavirus. The Greek Olympic Committee says only 100 accredited guests will be allowed to attend the traditional event. A dress rehearsal on Wednesday for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic flame will also be closed to the public to comply with Greek government restrictions to prevent the spread of the virus. I'm Margaret Beveridge with WSIC News. Hey, I'm looking for some lumber. What kind do you need? Well, we've got TNG, shiplap, rough sawn, dressed, edge and center bead, seeing better, hardwood, composite, and LVL. Hmm? Gosh, I didn't realize there was so much to choose from. Well, at Little Shavers, we know wood. No need to visit the big box stores. Little Shavers Wood Shop is located just seven miles east off I-77 in Statesville. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm that guy with all the bumper stickers. 
I'd rather be driving a golf ball, but I'm going to buy American-made products with my fifth grade honor student. And if you can read these stickers, you're driving too close. So when I break for a dog, <laughs> happens. So coexist with Allstate, where agents help keep you protected from mayhem. <laughs> like me. Call me, Allstate agent, Kyle Houston today, 980-434-7000. Hey, this is Jessica Babington from Trump International Realty here in Mooresville. Come see us for all your Lake Norman real estate needs. Check us out online at trumpinternationalrealty.com. Again, that's trumpinternationalrealty.com. Morningstar Baptist Church loves its family, its community, and its country, but most importantly, loves Jesus Christ. Hear their ministry Sunday mornings at 9.30 on WSIC. Justin Lofton. You're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. And speaking of Justin Lofton, he's our guest next week on the show. So well, there you uh, go. There you go. He's bringing us back from a commercial break. If you missed Anthony Alfredo or any of the beginning part of our show, you can catch it on demand later in the week on SoundCloud and Spotify and any of the other places where you can find your favorite podcast, just search for The Inside Pass or Race Chaser Radio, Yes, and you will find it there. You can also find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of those places as well. Just search for one of the two on your favorite uh, social media channel, and you will find us there as well. Welcome back to the show. We are going to talk about the Xfinity Series race now, and you know, last year we talked about how Brandon Jones just couldn't seem to catch a break, always, you know, was was running up front and doing pretty good, and then something would happen to his car. He ended up winning a race after he was in the playoffs, or before he got to the playoffs, but then didn't, you know, end up winning didn't his race. A little too, yeah. It was a little too late yeah. for him yeah. uh, to make it all the way up. This past week at uh, Phoenix, he did something that I think a lot of people were, were wanting to have happen, where he pretty much just, Put a put a whooping on Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski. There were a lot of cut guys in the field on Saturday, and he whipped them all. Yeah, he did. And here's here's the thing: this was a statement win. Oh yeah, by Brandon For Jones. Sure. This was a big time statement win. You know, you have Kyle Busch, who obviously when he drops down, he's the guy, right? And and it's almost an automatic in the truck series. Um, the Xfinity series, I think what we're seeing, and I, and I said this preseason that I thought this was going to be the case and it's playing out so far. What we're seeing is there's probably a 10 to 12 guys. If you start, you know, looking at all the junior cars, all the Gibbs cars, all the, you know, the Penske car, the Stuart Haas car, the, you know, the Ryan Sieg is running really well. You've got probably 10 guys to 12 guys who, who can win on any given, you know, Saturday that, that the Xfinity series runs. And here's Brandon Jones coming from behind and passing Kyle Busch to win the race, um, I think that this definitively makes the statement that Brandon Jones is going to be a contender uh, this season. And Brandon is, it, I said this last night, Brandon's not a big guy. He's kind of a little guy, and he still looks, you know, five years younger than he is. Yeah. Um, so I think people just, it, he's, he sort of gets overlooked. But He's been getting better and better and better and better since he's gotten to Gibbs. He's had some of the worst luck in the history of the series over his career. And last year, he finally they start getting on the run of races where they finish. He gets a win. This year, now he's already out of the box fast and winning. Um, I think he's a contender, and it was, it was fun to watch that. And not only does Brandon get by Kyle, but Harrison Burton yeah. goes by Kyle. Another statement, you know, a first and a second the last uh, two weeks for Harrison. And... You know, again, after all that Kyle Busch said about him and Todd Gilliland in the trucks last year, um, you know, Harrison goes up a, a step and instantly has success. Uh, you know, I think this this clearly suggests that uh, these guys are going to be contenders through the season, and it was it was really uh, it was a good time to watch that. Yeah, it's always great to win a race, but when you win a race, when you beat guys like Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski and you know some of the Cup regulars, I, I think it means more. It would mean more to to yeah, win a race like that. I would say, but you know, the truth is that I think the Xfinity Series is plenty competitive without those guys. I mean, oh, Brad yeah, really sure. wasn't a factor for for you know a lot of the race. Uh, and and certainly one at the end. And Kyle's car wasn't perfect by any means, but 
you know, again, to for those guys, despite having the cup guys out there, for those guys to go out and do what they did says a lot. And, you know, there were some other guys that were really competitive with them too, um, and just didn't get the result to show for it. But that was a that was a good race. The Xfinity series putting on good shows so far this year. We've kept a, a streak alive too of having a different race winner every week so far. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think there's a clear cut and definitive, you know. Last year we had the big three, and you could tell they were the big three because they were finishing first, second, and third almost every <laughs> single race. This this year, I mean, we've had this. This this is the first week we haven't really had any huge surprises in the top ten. I mean, it's pretty standard, you know, regulars mixed with yeah, cup guys. Say. But I mean, this is the first short track race of the year, so you get to you know a, a few more races down the road, and I think you're going to start seeing where you know these guys are. are you'll see where the cream is going to rise at the top. Well, I think that's the other point to be made is that on a short track, it's easier for these guys to you know the 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 experience on the speedways and how to drive them is what separates mm-hmm. the Bushes, the Keselowskis, the Loganos when they do run these Xfinity races, that's what separates them is you get to these bigger tracks where arrow and how to interpret the air and how to deal with all that. That's where those guys excel on the shorter tracks. It's a little easier because it's more just, you know, um, almost as Anthony put it, almost a late model style kind of race, um, you know, and, and uh, so it's a little easier for the, the, the younger guys to keep up. But Brandon, you know, shouldn't be interpreted as a younger guy. He's been around for several years in this series, and he's just now starting to peak, I just think. Just flying under the radar yeah. for so long, yep. and now he's starting to get his opportunity. Speaking of uh, Stuart Haas Racing, Tony Stewart is going to be in the Xfinity Series race at the uh, road course at IndyCar. Yep. Um, he's racing his home his home track, his hometown, his home state. So, cool I mean, obviously... You know, it, it's something good for him. I, my, my question, I guess, or my, I don't, I don't want to say fear. It's not a fear. My question is, how is he going to be able to translate? Because he's been out of the car for quite a while. So, I mean, he's been in sprint cars, but he hasn't really been in any Xfinity Series races or Cup Series races since he retired. So, it's it's a little bit different car now than they were when he was when he was behind the wheel. And you know, the the, the youth sport, the youth movement in our sport has gotten so much better that I don't know how competitive. Tony might be. Oh, I don't see. Look, if it, this is a road course, and right? Rem, you know, we watched Jeremy Clemens went on a it's road true. course. That is very true. Okay, and, and 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 so my point with that is that you know, road course skills are road course skills. Yeah. So when it comes to road, you don't course forget skills, how to drive, right? Yeah. Tony has driven tons of road courses over a long time, and he's won on. You know, I don't think we have any worry of him being competitive. I actually think he'll be more apt to be competitive for a win coming back to Indy on that road course. Again, a neutral course that nobody's run on before. Okay. Then, you know, then he would, because it was always the, the, the arrow and Tony never got along. Tony's an old school racer. He likes to drive cars off the right rear. That's, his style of driving never meshed in cup with the new arrow, um, you know, cars. And that's why his performance fell off toward the end. It wasn't that he forgot how to drive a cup car. And he was very frustrated by that. Um, I think he always said he wanted to run a road course race in the Xfinity series again. And I think this is the perfect place for him to do it. It's, it's a, it's a first time he's, it's, it's going to be a big weekend with him there. You know, everybody loves him in Indy because obviously he used to race Indy um, and, you know, that's where he's from. And so I think it's the perfect uh, one race, come back, have a good time. If I win, great. If I don't, it's okay. I just want to have fun. Right. You know. I just want to go and compete one yeah. last time, you know, on my home track. I'll never be the last time. Well, but, it's um, probably not. You know, it's never the last time again, when you're a it's guy. not a, I got, I'm running for a championship. He wants right. to win. He'll be, he'll be, uh, he'll be focused on the win, but I think he understands that there's going to be a good time. He's going to enjoy it and have, have fun because on the road courses, the driver's skill still matters more. Right. And I think that's why he wants to do that. Yeah. He wouldn't get in the car if it wasn't competitive anyway. Right. So obviously, you know, yep. it's going to be competitive. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about how the uh, Truck Series bounty that has been put in place by Kevin yeah. Harvick has has gotten to a point where it's only cup regulars that are allowed to compete for it. Well, now, Chris Larson from Halmar International has posted a $50,000 bounty for any Truck Series regular who can beat Kyle Busch. So now everybody gets a little piece of the pie, or at least a chance to earn a piece of the pie, um, depending upon who you are and, you know, what what uh, what you're looking, how much money you're looking to get. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, I see, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that Chris did that because he's trying to help out a truck series regular. Right. Now, obviously, he's 
hoping his truck series <laughs> regular. Uh, he wants Stuart to keep the money in the family, yeah. of course. But. So so he could write a check to himself, basically, or Stuart. But, um, you know, it's uh, I think this is a much better. I, I'm just not I, I'm not overly excited about these cup guys coming in. I think it I, I it'll be it'll be fun and it'll it'll get hype. Um, but I would rather see more opportunities for more of the, the younger guys trying to, to scratch their way to the top. So I love what Chris did here. And I wish we'd have had a Marcus Lamonis jump on that bounty and double mm-hmm. that bounty instead of doubling the bounty for a, you know, a million multimillionaire cup driver to come down and, and, you know, win a race who, who's, who's not going to be impacted by that, that money as much as, you know, a younger guy would who's trying to, you know, trying to make it up the ladder. Yeah, those guys are already hungry in the truck series, so adding fifty thousand dollars to the mix is going to make them a little bit more, you know, yeah. itching to get that get that win and yep. get that extra money. For yeah, sure. sadly, he won't be. It, it's not a short track situation. I mm-hmm. wish it was. No, it, you, you go to a track like Bristol or Martinsville and put that bounty up for these guys, and you know, Kyle will have a rough day. Yeah, uh, he, he definitely. I know they don't get the bounty if they crash him, but that doesn't right. mean they can't rough him up. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Most of those guys probably know how to wreck somebody and make it look like an accident <laughs> yeah, anyway. Exactly. So I'm yeah. sure it wouldn't Including take very Kyle. much. Uh, so we are going to uh, step off uh, to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, NASCAR, and uh, we got the rest of the news from the NASCAR world. IndyCar is getting ready to get going, too. We'll talk about that, too. We'll be back with more right after this. Read it tomorrow. See it tonight or hear it now on News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC. Our chickens can't stop singing. Flap on over to JB's and get a chicken fillet, fries, and a drink for only $5.99. That's right. Chicken fillet, fries, and drink for only $5.99. At JB's Hot Dogs, 320 Moxville Highway in Statesville. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. A warm afternoon turning into a mild evening, a low temp of about 50. Tomorrow, another warm day, 69 for the high with a 20% chance for showers. Thursday, another 20% chance for showers with high temperatures holding steady at about 70 degrees. From the Neighborhood Storm Watch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Hey Radio family, it's Margaret Beveridge from the WSIC News Desk. The Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce recognized the Southwire Huntersville plant for outstanding support of education at the Education Power Luncheon at North Stone Country Club. Southwire received the first Inspire Our Future Award at the event, which featured Mark Johnson, Superintendent of Public Instruction in North Carolina. Two confirmed cases of the coronavirus have been diagnosed in North Carolina in the past week, but the risk for exposure to the virus in Iredell County is low, said Walter Meters, medical director at Piedmont Healthcare in Statesville. It may only be Tuesday, but the schedule is out for this weekend's NASCAR races in Atlanta. It's a quick turnaround from the teams being out west for the past few weekends. For details about the schedule, go to NASCAR.com. An oil price war inspired by the coronavirus epidemic could push gas prices below $2 a gallon in the coming weeks. I'm Margaret Beveridge with WSIC News. Hey, have you seen the new cyber threat warning about the conversation hijacking? Totally. Cyber criminals are using email account takeover and brand impersonation to insert themselves into email conversations and steal money from businesses. Right. That's why I tell my clients about Barracuda. Same here. They use artificial intelligence to detect and block sophisticated attacks, including account takeover and brand impersonation. Man, I guess you did see it. Don't become a victim. Protect your business at Barracuda.com. Barracuda, your journey secured. Nothing changes your life more than God or love than moving your credit score 120 points. I'm John Hope Bryan, founder of Operation Hope. I want you to go to OperationHope.org and take your life back. Get your dignity back. Join the HOPE 700 Credit Score Community Program and take your life back. Go to OperationHOPE.org today or call us at 404-941-2919 today. I'm Chase Elliott and you're listening to the Inside Pass. There's Chase Elliott. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSSC. By the way, you can call us and uh, give us your thoughts on the weekend's races at Phoenix or anything else that uh, you want to talk about racing related. It's 704-873-1400. 
feel free to call in and uh, ask your questions, comments, suggestions, uh, you know, thoughts on the race weekend or IndyCar coming up this weekend as they're getting back going again. Um, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. We were talking about the uh, cup race before we went to break. Cole Custer uh, ended up in the top 10. Uh, and actually, all of the Stuart Haas cars ended up in the top 10, all four cars. Yep. So um, good job by all of them. Uh, you know, we, we like to make fun of Clint Boyer. But I think the coolest thing that Xfinity, or I guess Fox did, is put NASCAR guys in the cu- in the booth for the Xfinity race. Because him and Joey actually have a good chemistry together. Yeah. I like watching them, too, on, on yeah, TV. Yeah, it's... it's um it's a it's a change. You get to hear different voices and different thoughts and interpretations on what's going on. And some of those guys, you get the feeling, are obviously auditioning for future for their future career. Mm-hmm. And for others, it's just a good time. And you get you know any of these guys, Chase Elliott, um, Eric Jones has been really good. You know the, these guys are are very entertaining. Um, you know, and, and I think Clint Boyer has a great sense of humor. Joey Logano is kind of the aw shucks sort of right. approach, but he's also not afraid. You know, we see it in his driving. He's not afraid to be take risks and whatever. And, you know, it's it's just fun to watch the two of them, uh, the chemistry between the two of them when they're in the boot together. I, I It's it's cool to have the drivers up yeah. there. It's good to see that, you know, some at least some NASCAR drivers can get along at least for two hours at a time. Yeah, you know, without, a, they, they, most of them get along, period. A lot of, you don't, it, people don't realize how much, of that is theater sometimes, of of you know, and, readings and, you know, you know yeah, exactly. They're, make it they're, worse than it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of yep. Um, so uh, Ryan Blaney signed a, a contract uh, last week to uh, extend his uh, services over at uh, Penske, which means that's one mark off of the 48 <laughs> car that uh, somebody who won't be in the car, which I think a lot of people thought, you know, because of his friendship with Chase Elliott, yeah, he would have a, an easy in, but I mean, obviously Chase doesn't have that much influence on the car quite yet, but um, it's good to see Ryan, you know, kind of taking the initiative. You know what? Let's let's you know get this out of the way, get it done and over with. Now, the the I guess everything turns to Brad Keselowski now because he made kind of some interesting comments on Friday when asked about you know what his plans were. You know, people. I guess there was a rumor going around that he could possibly retire because he's got he's got two kids now with Paige, and uh, he's like, no, no, I don't I don't want to retire. And you know, like, well, what about resigning with Penske? And he's like, well, we haven't really talked about contracts yet. He's like, but. You know, whatever, and then somebody else asks him about you know another ride, and he goes, "Well, I'm not going to call anybody, but if somebody calls me, you know, I, I'll talk to him about it." And it kind of starts feathers and ruffled some people. It was interesting. I mean, bit. well, there's been this this faction of the fan base that just has believed that Brad's going to be in the 48. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's going to be in the 48. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. You have that right. faction, and then the other the thing to watch is the other faction that is just determined that Kyle Larson. Is going to be in yeah. the forty-eight. Yeah. Kyle's going to be in the forty-eight. Kyle's going to tell you, Kyle, why not Kyle? Well, because Hendrick won't let him run all his dirt races. Well, he's going to make an exception. Kyle's going to be. It's like <laughs> people come on. Yeah. I yeah. still think. I don't think personally that Rick's going to. I don't. I think he's going to trend younger if he can get a driver from the Chevrolet family, yeah. who's an up and comer, who's who's got you know can 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 rise and, and be, I think he goes that way. Um, Brad would be the exception in my opinion, because remember Brad was supposed to come over to Hendrick before he went to Penske. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if Rick thinks he needs a veteran presence for whatever reason, then you look at Brad. I don't believe Kyle Larson to the 48. I think it's either somebody in the Chevy family of drivers already or it's Brad Keselowski. Um, but I just don't buy the Brad Keselowski theory. I, I think Rick's going to bring one of the Chevy guys up, whether that's Chastain, whether that's um, a Noah Gregson, if Noah can, can you know, finish strong and, and do well. I think Hemerick was in the mix, but Daniel hasn't had a great start to his year. I think he just needs to relax and 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 just let himself go run races and and go get some top five runs and then he'll be fine. But I I certainly think a Chastain is a possibility. I think a Justin Haley is a, is actually a possibility. I think that um you know that that Noah Gregson certainly is a possibility. Um, you know, but you've got some drivers out there that are you know even John Hunter Nemechek I could see uh, being a possibility. Rick has a certain personality he likes. Um, and he, he doesn't like controversy. He likes them to be kind of clean cut, 
you know, and so you've got to look at that type of, of issue when you decide who you think is going to be in this car. And, and, um, I, I think that Gregson would be the, the choice that Rick would like to make, but I think Noah's got to show that he can run and be consistent and, and run for wins and contend without the sort of the mistakes of, you know, the bad judgment, uh-huh. like he showed a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, uh, I think where we're at Vegas, um, you know, and, and so I, this is going to be an interesting yeah. scenario. I don't think Brad goes anywhere personally. I think Penske resigns him and he stays right there. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right too. And you know, the criteria that you mentioned about somebody that, that Hendrick is looking for made me change my pick. Cause originally I picked Zane Smith and I, I, you know, I don't know what I was doing, but well, not, not anything against Zane, but you know, Zane needs a few more years of experience. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I changed I my pick to Ross cause I believe, cause for me, I feel like you're, you're, you obviously want to, to, Take somebody in there that's that's hot, like you know that's that's doing good and you know getting the yeah. you know getting the mainstream media attention. And, and Ross has been doing that for the last couple of years. He's also a Chevy driver, um, so even though he's well, well, at least for now. he's kind of on the fence right now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, he, he's filling in for Ryan Newman. But Ryan, you know, knock on wood, will be back in the yeah. next few weeks. So Ross will be back as a Chevy driver exclusively with with colleague. And I think that's the kind of guy that, just like you mentioned, that's the kind of guy that that, that Hendrick wants as a clean cut driver. He's very aggressive, but right. he's not aggressive to the point of pushing himself over the limit. Like he knows when, when to stop, you know, being aggressive or whatever on the racetrack. But he's he's like a you know everybody's kind of darling child. I mean, everybody loves Ross Chastain because of, of the image that he's created and the things that he's done, you know, in the last year and a half. And I think that's exactly the kind of person that would fit well. The only in thing the I see with Ross so. is Ross has a tendency to drive through people too much. That's true. He gets well, a so little does Denny too Hamlin, big but for Denny's, his britches. You know. Well, but then he's not with Hendrick. That's true. You know, I so I I it's it's like I said, it's going to be really interesting. Be, now, if Brad ever does go to the forty-eight, can you imagine how that changes silly season? Because there isn't an automatic lock for the two car. It's true. Austin Cindric's still down in the Xfinity series. Do they take Matt DiBenedetto and move him to the the, the home team and put Cindric into the 21? Or do they go off the page and go get somebody else to drive the, the deuce all together? I, I mean, it's, yeah, there's there's still a lot riding on this. And we haven't even, we're still in March and we're talking about silly season. It's the fourth race of the year. Yeah. We're already talking about moving people around. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Johnson, though, he is going to attest for Aaron McLaren on April the 6th at yes. Barber. Um, it's no, it's no secret that he wants to, you know, once his cup career comes to an end, you know, in Phoenix in, in November, he wants to do other forms of racing. One of the biggest things he wants to do is run an IndyCar race. So yep. I think this is a great opportunity for him to get behind the seat and kind of get a feel for what's going on there so that maybe Indy 500 next year, Jimmy Johnson will be on the field. I don't think it's the Indy 500. He does not want to run ovals. That's true. Uh, yeah. He wants, wants to run road courses. Road courses. Yeah, that's, that's why true. he's testing at Barber. And the fact that Arrow's reserved, the McLaren's reserved the number 48. They got the number from Dry Reinbold Racing. Yeah. Um, t- uh, it basically tells you right. that <laughs> Jimmy Johnson's going to run an IndyCar race next right. year, exactly. wherever it may be. Um, or maybe he's going to run a few. But I don't see him running Indy. Um, and I don't see him running ovals because he has maintained all the way through this process. I'm not interested in that. I want to run. No. It's 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 the whole technique of driving an Indy car on a road course that intrigues him to begin with, mm-hmm. and that's why he wants to do it. So I don't think it's no. ovals. I think it's a few road courses yeah, for him. For sure. Uh, the first news of 2021 came out schedule-wise uh, last week. Uh, in case you missed it, NASCAR has thrown started throwing era darts at the dartboard again. Uh, because Speed Weeks <laughs> has been shrunk into one week as opposed to being two weeks like it was this year where you had yep. uh, basically the ARCA race qualifying and then the next week or you know later that week it was uh, the duels. and then So it's all going to be down into one week. The Daytona uh, Clash is going to be run on the road course for the first time ever, which is the same course that the Rolex 24 uses when yep. they run. Um, also under the lights, uh, which adds another dimension into the mix, and it's going to be on a Tuesday night, which is really super cool. Prime time. Daytona 500 qualifying moves to Wednesday with the duels on Thursday. Trucks run Friday. Arca Xfinity Saturday and Cup on Sunday. I think that's probably a really like a good a good move in terms of travel, and you know you get everybody down there at once. You do it all. You get you you leave, get out of there. It's one week and done yep. and over with. So this I, is a great move. Yes. That is a great move. I, again, every time NASCAR changes something, fans complain. It's, so I just, I kind of just throw that out because most of them, 
aren't really NASCAR fans. They right. they, they just they just they're, they're, they're more introverted. Yeah, they're more interested in complaining than mm-hmm. they are. And yeah. but the the fact is that number one, moving the Bush class to the road course is a science experiment. We're the, the, I guarantee you they're testing to see how that works, how it goes over. Now, the only thing I, the only negative to me is there's less cars on the track, so there might be more spread but out. I, I think the but, best thing about that part, though, is the fact that you don't have drivers now who are going to get an idea of what it's like to run on the big track before the 500 and qualifying. Like, you, you're right. taking that element of, I get a head start on the on the rest of the competition exactly. now because you're not running that course right now. You're and running you, the road You course. hopefully avoid the crash fest that we saw this year. Correct. Um, it should be a much cleaner, much more intriguing race. Yeah. Um, but I For love sure. the Tuesday night because it's more prime time. Mm-hmm. And I hope they move qualifying to, to nighttime on Wednesday as well. They probably won't, but I hope they do. Because, again, more prime time NASCAR coverage. Um, it makes Daytona Week feel even more special yeah. to me to have it condensed like that. And the ARCA race then goes to, to Saturday. Um, you know, it's it's a nice week of of racing. And I, I just, I think it's a good move. And I think the fans, once they experience it, I think they're really going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be like a whole, you know, like the Super Bowl is like a week-long festivity yeah. of, of things. So let's, you know, let's let's make our NASCAR Super Bowl the same way. Let's make it a whole week's worth the of festivities. The festival style is what's the future yep. of this sport, I promise you. And, you know, I think this is a little preview of what we're going to see more of down the road. I think it's great. Everybody down there. All right, so uh, IndyCar gets their season kicked off uh, this weekend at St. Petersburg, Florida. Brand new season, uh, a couple of new rookies in the field. Some driver changes, things going on. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to this season? Well, I mean, the season as a whole, I think, is going to be nip-tuck all the way through. I think you've got a, a lot of balance between the teams now. As far as this race, I think you always look at Team Penske because they're traditionally the strongest, um, along with uh, Alex Rossi. So um, it should be a great, ra- a great race this weekend. I, I St. Pete's not one of the more side-by-side competition-type courses. It's a street course. Passing's at a premium. So, you know, starting position is going to be key here and you don't want to make mistakes in the pits that cost you time. But, um, I would expect one of the Penske guys to win. Um, you know, and, and but I think this, this year in IndyCar is going to be it, it, with Roger Penske at the helm now. Um, I think you're going to see progressively more interesting things throughout the year as more of his fingerprint gets put on the series and especially uh, on the track. Yeah, his ideas and, and stuff like that. Uh, three new rookies in the field. Uh, Oliver Askew, who was the Indy Lights champion last year. Uh, for Aero McLaren, uh, Ben Hanley will drive for Dragon Speed, and uh, Dalton Keller will be for uh, AJ Foyt. So yeah. um, I think Dalton's only a part-time ride, though. Yeah, right? it is. He's yeah, not, he so. is. And uh, um, but but yeah, Oliver Askew is a driver to watch. Mm-hmm. He's got big talent. Yeah, he did some big things in the Indy Lights yes. uh, series last year, so yep. he's definitely going to be one one guy that that you want to watch. And then of course, you know, all of the regulars are going to be coming back. So um, I'm like you though. I, I think this is you know you won't see the changes right off the bat. I mean, obviously, you know, with with Penske, you'll see minor changes. Changes, but right. I think 2021 comes along and you'll see a complete, not really a complete overhaul like NASCAR, but I think you'll see some major changes with Penske's footprint. IndyCar. Yeah, no, IndyCar NASCAR, yeah. But yeah. yeah, Unless yeah. he buys NASCAR this year, which is not all the question because <laughs> he's buying would, everything else. I would be opposed to it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we want to uh, we want to thank Anthony Alfredo for uh, for joining us. Uh, you can uh, check him out on social media. He's all over social media. You yes, can't miss him. Um, if you just search for Fast Pasta, I'm sure you'll find him somewhere. Um, next week on the show, we've got uh, Justin Lofton. Uh, they just had the Mint 400. I don't know if he won. I, I haven't. Uh, he hasn't tested me back yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Find we'll, 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 we'll find out. We'll um, find out. And uh, NASCAR Atlanta week, uh, we'll talk all about that as well. So for Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. See you next week. We'll see you Thursday on Madness next week on the Inside Pass. Have a great week, everyone. You're listening to News Talk 100.7 FM, W264CU Statesville, 105.9 W290DK Mooresville, and 1400 AM WSIC Statesville.